This is Homebuyer Talk Radio with your host, Mark Evinger. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Homebuyer Talk Radio, a show that connects home buyers, home sellers, and home owners to some of the best small businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to get some expert insight into your credit, what helps it, what hurts it, and how to monitor it. With credit and loan interest rates on the rise, we need to pay more attention to the health of our credit score. And we're going to talk about the positive psychological impact that a clean floor can have on you and people that visit you, right? <laughs> in studio with us today is Erica Slayton, an expert in mortgage loans at Wallach & Volk. And she also runs Let's Talk Mortgage Pro, which is a great place to get tips and insight into all things related to credit. Erica, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. So your Let's Talk Mortgage Pro is like on um, YouTube and where else? Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, you're all over. Oh, you're on TikTok? Now? I'm on the TikTok too. Ticker talkers, as they call it. <laughs> all right, awesome. I'll have to, so I'll have to yeah, subscribe, subscribe to your channel. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. Yeah. Also in the studio with us today is Amanda Benkin, the owner of Green Tree Steamers and an expert at floor cleaning who believes that a clean floor gives us a psychological advantage. Or Amanda, welcome to the show as a first-timer. Oh, thank you for having me. You're going to do great. I know it. A quick reminder for our listeners that you can catch video and podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at homebuyertalkradio.com. Also on our website is a list of recurring businesses that are like regulars on the show. Just in case you miss their contact information during the show, you can go to homebuyertalkradio.com, click on their information, and go from there. The show reaches thousands of listeners each month on radio here in the greater San Antonio area and tens of thousands more on social media. So make sure that you're following us on our various platforms. You can go to homebuyertalkradio.com and click on the appropriate graphic to take you to your favorite social media outlet. All right, so... Erica, Erica, when it comes to credit, <laughs> yes. it, the interest rate on our credit cards is going up. Yes, it is. So is interest going up for us on it, home mortgages as well? Yes, they are. They are. Okay. So more than ever, our credit score, we need to be paying attention to that. Absolutely. Right? Because it affects everything. Your homeowner's insurance, your car insurance rates, your credit cards, everything is affected by your credit score. A lot of people tell me, like, I really didn't care. And I'm like, well, I can kind of tell by looking at your credit score. Oh. So let's so let's do something about it. So in my mortgage practice for the last 26 years, I've been talking to people about credit. And it's just one of those things I'm really passionate about, besides homeownership, of course. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So where should we be monitoring our credit? So there is so many places that you can go that you get your free credit score from. Whether it's Credit Karma, Credit Sesame, um, you know, your credit card companies will give you a credit score. The problem is that if you're trying to get a mortgage, for example, there's 16, 12 to 16 different versions of your credit scores from each credit bureau. So Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion all have different ways of calculating your credit score. So depending on what you're trying to do, car financing, for example, has different versions of scores they pay attention to. Same thing with credit cards. If you're trying to get a mortgage, though, you have three specific versions that only matter, and you can only get them from myfico.com. So that's myfico.com, or from a mortgage lender when we pull credit. So when you're looking at the credit scores, if you see a version that's different than the number I'm getting ready to tell you, it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter because it's not the same score that mortgage lenders are required by the federal government to use. So you may think you have a... A plus rating and maybe mm-hmm. you only have an A rating. Many times people tell me I'm a 730 and I'm like, okay, well, let's see what my credit report says because unfortunately it's different versions and people don't understand that there's different versions and it's very frustrating as consumers, even for myself. You know, my credit card has the free app where I can go and check it out and it's different. You know, when I do a mortgage application, I always love to compare. It's usually 30 to 50 points different. Oh, wow. That sounds it's like big. a lot. It's big. Yeah. So what is your A plus credit rating? Where does it start? Is it 730? 
Well, no, technically it's 720. 720. Like if you really want to say like what's what's a good credit score, 720 and above. Every 20-point increment though in credit scores from going up to down matters on your interest rate for car loans and credit cards and mortgages. So the higher the better. You can get to an 850, awesome. That's what I was going to ask is what's the the top? What's the highest? Yeah, it's pretty much 850 to 900 depending on what version you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And then 350 on the low side, which of course you don't want to be there or the fours or the fives. You want to be in the sixes above, but sevens are always great and 800s are are obviously the best. So it's really hard to get to the 800s. It's really, really hard. Like, I'm not lying. It's it's very difficult. That's like the pro league. It's like my dad had an 809, and he never was late on anything. He had the perfect balance of mortgages and credit cards and installment loans. And it was just like he very, very rarely used his credit cards. And that's one of the keys to, to credit scores, too, by the way, is credit cards. Okay, so explain that. So, you know, you can have too few and you can have too many, right? So so there's a good balance of about three credit cards, and by the way, store cards are not as good as Visa and MasterCard, Discover, American Express. And the way you use those cards is so incredibly important. This is probably half of my conversation with my clients when we're talking about a mortgage is just the credit consultation part. And even if you have great credit, I always want to share how to get even better credit because it's so important. And plus, I want you passing this knowledge on to your kids, right? We want them to know this too because nobody tells us. So the way you use your credit cards your balance divided by your limit. So just take that basic math of your balance divided by your limit and figure out what that percentage is. And as long as it's under basically 10%, that's like the perfect place to be, but not zero. And then if you're between 10 and 30%, you're in a good place. You're not in a bad place. You're not in a great place. You're in an okay place. But once you're over 30% of your limit and your balance to your limit ratio, you're now eating into your credit scores. So if you keep your balance nice and low, but not zero, then you're where you need to be. And that sweet spot is below 10%, but not zero. So let's dig in a little bit on this because what is it you think the credit, people who make up the scores, Mm -hmm. what are they really looking for? They're looking for availability on your credit card, right? How much is available for you to be able to go spend if you needed to. They're looking for obviously on-time payments, right? Uh, Credit scores are totally dependent on on, on on-time credit payments. Okay. But- as far as credit cards are concerned, they're looking to see how do you manage your bills? Do you pay it on time? Are you past due? Are you over the limit? Do you have nice low balances consistently? Those are what they're looking for. Do you pay a couple of times a month on your payment? Like I do, for example. And I make sure that I pay it twice a month because I don't want my statement to look bad. And what I mean by that is whatever's on your statement is what's on your credit report. So if you have a really, really high balance on your statement, it's a really, really high balance on your credit report and your scores will be affected. So, you know, there was a time where I went on vacation and charged up a little too much and realized that, oh my gosh, my statement just cut in the middle of my vacation and I forgot to pay the balance down before the statement cut and my credit scores dipped as a result. And 10 points is 10 points, right? But how long would it, I mean, you can get it back up pretty quick, You right? can, but I mean, it's it's easier to drop your scores than it is to well, crawl yeah. back up, right? So, Always the case. Yeah, gravity works way easier than, than crawling up the ladder. So what so. what is the worst thing you can do Give me the one thing that pops to the top of your head that is the worst thing you can do for your that'll hit your credit score. So currently it's past dues over the limit on a credit card. So if you're currently past due and it's over 30 days past due, it's going to hit your credit. So if, if you are in a bad situation, which unfortunately some people are right now, consumer debt is at an all-time high. So if you are absolutely having trouble making your payments, call the creditor, have a conversation with them because they will respect that. Sometimes they'll give you a, a one-month free pass. More importantly, though, don't get to 30 days past due. Like current recent lates on your credit is a breaker for your credit scores. We're talking if you have a couple of recent lates, you could be 100 points lower. 
because they're within the last couple of years. So 24 months is kind of like the key. You want a really clean 24 months to help your scores. So if you have a recent accident on your credit report, it could really knock you down a lot. And people don't realize how much it does. So when it comes to repairing your credit score, Mm -hmm. what is the top of your list of things you can do? The top of the list is credit cards, is managing those credit cards, making sure that you pay those balances down before the statement cuts. Because again, once the statement cuts, it reports to your credit bureau. So if your balance is high in your statement, it's going to be high there and your credit scores are going to be affected. But I have seen firsthand on so many people's credit where I tell them, here, go pay these cards down as soon as you possibly can, but make sure you time it right before the statement cuts. And or use the card. Even if you have a zero balance card, use the card. Go buy a coffee. Don't have to spend a lot of money. I'm not I'm not encouraging that. But go use the card or pay the card down. And then once you do that, you're going to see the next cycle of the statement cut. You're going to see a nice low balance on it and your credit scores are going to thank you for it. So it's it's I would say 80% of it has to do with how you manage your cards. So if I had to conceptualize what we're talking about, it's like they're looking for people that are good consumers. Mm-hmm. They're out there participating in the sport and they're <laughs> yeah. reliable, right? When it comes yes. to paying off their debt. Right. Exactly. And they're not abusing it. So the other thing that I, I really caution people on when it comes to this, because I don't want people running out tomorrow and going, oh my gosh, I need to go get three credit cards because Erica said so. I'm not telling you to do that. When I see people that have ran out and got three to five credit cards suddenly over a very short period of time where it's like three credit cards over the summer at one time, you will actually see lower credit scores too. Why? Because you're now abusing the system. So you went out, you got three credit cards and they're like, whoa, 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 what's Erica doing here? You know, why is she doing this all of a sudden? It's a slow progression. Credit scores take a very short period of time to damage and a very long time to recover from. So I would highly encourage people to understand that concept, that it is way easier to just be on time than it is to destroy and have to come back from it. But credit cards is it. So what about what you're buying? Does that matter with your credit score? Like specifically on your credit card? Like if you're buying trips or you're buying you know, furniture. I mean, do they know that? And oh yeah, I know for they sure. Know it, right? Absolutely. If you see a rooms to go or an Ashley Home Furniture pop on your credit report, they know what it is. But see, here's the deal. Installment accounts, meaning your 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 student loans, your car loans, things like that, your installment accounts, they're not ones that you can actually swipe and revolve and pay off and pay down and charge up again. We're talking installment accounts. Believe it or not, people always think, oh, I'm totally rehabilitating my credit because I went and got a signature loan and it's an installment account. Actually, you're not. You're really not doing anything for your credit. As a matter of fact, when I paid off my mortgage when I sold my house, my credit scores dipped down seven points because I paid off an installment loan. Installment loans are not where it's at. Installment loans, if you're late, it will hurt you. But if you're on time, it's not really significantly helping you. It all comes down to the credit cards and how you use them. So they are not the devil. (laughs) They are a tool for you to be able to build your credit scores up. And so I always teach people, like, it's just managing it very, very carefully. Like, I teach my kids. You know, my my, my 19-year-old got himself a brand new credit card because I put him on as an authorized user. I know that y'all did that with your daughter, Brooke, because I suggested it. And when she turns 18 and goes to get her own credit card, she's going to be treated exactly like my son was. And Apple was like, here's a $1,000 credit card to my to my son. And it's all in how you use it. So he's very careful with it. He comes and shows me his app all the time or his statement if he sees a statement. And he's like, did I do it right? And I'm like, yes or no, whatever it is. But you've got to be very, very careful and very and, and cautious about what you spend on credit cards. If you don't have the money to buy whatever it is that you're putting on the credit card, you shouldn't be putting it on the credit card either. Like that's what I was taught as a, as a young girl. Right. And that's what I try to explain to people. 
And I know that sounds easier said than done exactly. because there's emergencies that happen. And I recognize those emergencies, but, but literally like start a budget. And that's a lot of what I talk about on my channel is budgeting finances, credit cards, you know, ways to manage your money. Cause it's not just about your mortgage. Yes. That's happens to be what I do for a long time, but I see so many credit reports. I see so much debt and it just, it really gets to me knowing that people put these, themselves in these really bad positions, especially car payments, guys, car payments right now are insane. $1,100 a month, $900 a month. I'm seeing people making car payments. It's a way to get you from point A to point B. Well, we have to have the Tesla, right? I mean, that's. The I thing. want the Tesla. It's in my vision board, Mark. <laughs> right, but I refuse to spend a thousand dollars a month on a car. So, All right, so what about student loans? As far as rehabilitating your credit, how big of a deal is our student loans? Well, I mean, the problem with student loans, as we're all very well aware, is they're stu- stu- being a student's expensive, right? So, student loan balances are very, very high. Payments are very, very high, generally speaking. So, but again, it's an installment account, so it doesn't really help your credit much. And when you pay off, it doesn't help your credit much either. So, you know, I'll tell you one of the suggestions that I give to everyone, and this is what I did to put myself through college. And I highly suggest that people that are approaching college think of the same aspect. I went to work for a company who helped me pay for college. So I came out of a bachelor's degree with $5,000 in student loans. Nice. Because I had a company that paid me the money, reimbursed me for college. So I would really urge parents and students to think about can I work for a company? And it was part-time. Can I work for a company that can help me pay for college to defer the cost? And by the way, if you're going to be a teacher, there's no reason to go to Baylor. Like think about those ramifications of expensive education versus what you plan on doing for a living. Absolutely. Yeah, it's good advice too. I love Baylor. Don't get me wrong. I went to Tulane. I, <laughs> it's just expensive. You know, you don't need, you don't need that super expensive education <laughs> For certain positions, you know, if you want to be a physician, you want to make sure you choose the right the right school. But if you're going to be a teacher, nobody says, oh, we're only hiring teachers that go to Baylor. <laughs> so. All right. So uh, as we wrap up the, your segment here, what kind of tips and insight do you are you providing regularly on your Let's Talk Mortgage Pro well, you know, clearly my main business is mortgages, right? But I also have a passion for education. So that's why I kind of always talk about teachers. But I have a passion for education. And I want to people make sure that people understand how, how to manage their credit, how to manage their debt. Credit cards are a lot of my conversation frequently. Budgeting, you know, finances like that. I don't talk a lot about investments because I'm not a licensed investment person. But, you know, I can always refer people to those 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 individuals. But I do talk a lot about just the different financial aspects of life. So. Excellent. All right. If folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Let's talk mortgage pro all over social media. That's my, my name, my handle. And then you can always call me on my cell phone or text me 210-219-7608. All right, Erica. Thank you very You're much. Welcome. Always a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Next up on the show is Amanda Benkin, the owner of Green Tree Steamers and an expert at flooring and cleaning or floor cleaning and believes that a clean floor gives us a psychological advantage. And I got to say, I think I agree with that. So welcome to the show. It's not a belief. It's a fact. Yeah. There's science behind that. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Where's the study at that you were telling me about before? In 2011, Princeton University, it's not Baylor, but it's it's known. (laughs) But it's Princeton. (laughs) Princeton released a study that shows of the connection in cognitive functioning with how the environment of the person in it is. So that old adage that we always say, if your desk is clear, that's a sign of a Mm -hmm. clean mind, a clear mind. That's where this is coming from. I truly believe that when you clean up your environment, starting with the floor, that the person who lives and works there will function at a higher level. Do you think that's for both men and women? Oh, yeah. Yes. Absolutely, right? 
Absolutely. I, 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 I function a lot better when my desk is nice and clean and all that. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't sure if I was OCD and maybe an exception <laughs> to the rule. Or you probably are. Well, it's, probably. it's interesting to me, too, that uh, that phrase, OCD. People just uh, diagnose themselves with yes. it. And to me, it's like, are you are you mentally ill or do you like things tidy? I like things tidy. Uh, well, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's, there's nothing wrong there's nothing. with that. We should start our own group. It's, it's like, we're not OCD. We're just neat and yeah, clean. We're just I'm tidy. down, but you have to make me president. Okay, yeah. absolutely. I, I don't like to run Mark's things. like sold. If, if I don't have to, yeah, yeah. So how long have you been in the, the floor cleaning business, and why did you start your company, Green Tree Steamers? Okay, well, we started our company in 2010, and I started my company because I, I'm gonna, I was a little bit young, and I wanted to work for myself, and I'd spent about 10 years making money for somebody else and maybe a little bit overconfident in how easy it would be to start a company. <laughs> and uh, I said, oh, I, okay, I want something that's going to play to both of our strengths, my, my husband. Sure. And he uh, is a very physical person. If you put him in a desk, you're going to kill him. And I am just really into marketing, schmoozing, figuring out different ways. I love customer service. That's kind of my jam. And we had just enough money. Um, I was listening to Erica, just fascinated by this. But we had just enough money to pay for a, a truck, a carpet cleaning machine, and an ad campaign. We paid cash. We didn't wow. open up any credit. Nice. So I, don't, I didn't know you at the time, Erica. Yeah, I wish good. I had. And so we just we went off. And we quit both of our jobs. Wow. We had a baby at the time. I wouldn't Ooh. necessarily recommend that anybody looking to go into small business do it this way. But once we had started, it was mm-hmm. like, you're all in. I'm in. I love this. I, there's nothing in the world I love more than being an entrepreneur. Um, it's my identity. And so over oh, the course of the last 12 years, I would say I've made every mistake <laughs> that there is to make in small business. So yeah. I consider myself an expert. <laughs> so if you're all out of mistakes to make, we're going to have to figure yeah. out some new ones. For you. <laughs> and, and that's kind of how it how it runs, right? So, mm-hmm. um, so. The psycholo- psychological advantage of clean floors. Okay, yes. so explain what you mean. Okay, so I'm, well, I'm going to be specific about ceramic tile and grout here because mm-hmm. I think that's the future of San Antonio. It's just what I see people choosing to have in their homes. So you move into this place, and uh, Erica, you probably can vouch for this, but mm-hmm. an astonishing amount of people will move into a place based on the vibe that they feel mm-hmm. when they first walk through the door. Right. And the floor is a huge part of that. It's and without even realizing it. If the floor is clean, there's certain things that you know about the house. And uh so they move in and then life starts happening and dogs happen and <laughs> heavy people wearing shoes happen mm-hmm. and then you know, sometimes we mop and what we're really doing is moving around mm-hmm. dirty water and tile and grout is a very porous surface. So it gets trapped in there. And so before you even know it, just look down. How does the grout look? How does the grout look next to the wall? Does it look the same as where you're walking? And you don't realize what kind of effect that has. It makes everything heavier. It makes everything darker. And so when we come in and we have special, this is backbreaking work. And it takes a long time for you yes, to do it, it yourself. Does. Yes, so it does. So sometimes a little better to hire a professional. When we come right. in and we get it done, you know, boom, 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 and we leave, the air is lighter. And it's just, it's an amazing thing. The, everything's brighter. It makes a world of difference. It does. Speaking from experience. But I will tell you, I wish I had known, Amanda, because, oh my gosh, it was eight hours, yeah. y'all, for me to do my kitchen. Yeah. Just it, my kitchen floor. And it was two of us, my son and I. Well, so, how were you cleaning it? 
like on, on our hands, hands and knees with That's the Bissell with the Bissell steam cleaner thing, and it was horrible. Okay, Erica, you're wonderful. People tell me this all the time. No, I'm just going to do it myself. No, I, I will say, never do it again. Let me know how that goes because it is back breaking work. I will never do it again. And I what, will never lay my own tile, and I will never ever clean my own grout ever again. Thank you. It, well, it's good to know One your limitations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and you guys get it done fast too, right? Well, we have the equipment for it. Um, I, I spoke with Erica before the show, and she told me her equipment, which is something that you can buy in Walmart. Mm-hmm. And it's probably very effective if you are the type of person who relaxes by cleaning and you're going to come home every night and use it and keep up with it like that. Right. If that's you, you're probably not my client. But somebody who likes to have it clean but stays a little too busy and it gets a little bit of buildup, you need somebody with the proper equipment. And it's just a professional you know, professional scrubbers, right, right. I, which I like I'm addicted that. to buying. <laughs> I love those. I, I, that's my favorite thing to do is uh, go around looking at, mm-hmm. you know, getting the right scrubber for the mm-hmm. right floor. The right job. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the right tool for the right job. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. So what about health reasons to keep the floor clean? Is there, I mean, any Oh, any absolutely. Well, what's on the bottom of your shoe? Yeah. Because that's what's stuck oh. in the porous surface of your grout and tile. Oh, absolutely. Mildew, mold. That kind of stuff. Viruses, Vi- bacteria, oh, right? It's, it's pretty, and which is why it's so important that we seal it afterwards too, because that will help. It'll provide a very, it'll make it easier for you to maintain and clean in between professional cleanings, which most residences need to be professionally cleaned, their tile and grout every other year if it's sealed properly, if it's a really high traffic area every year. But in between that, when it's sealed properly, it uh, will be stain resistant and it'll kind of keep out some of the gunk that gets in there. How do you keep your customers on a schedule there? Because I would just forget. So do you reach back out to them in oh, a year yes. and a half or whatever and say, hey, we need to mm-hmm. come And that took it? me, I, shoot, I could write a book about <laughs> uh, customer management and how important it is. And then if you just maintain your customer base, mm-hmm. things have a way of working out. But that's very, my customers hear from me and they hear from me in positive ways. I like to send them birthday cards I like to send them Halloween cards, and I like to gently remind them when they're due. Do you put money in their birthday cards? Sometimes. Do you really? Oh, how much, uh, how big of a space are we talking about, Mark? I'll do whatever you want. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, not usually. I got a $20 bill in my car. That's so weird. So and you're my favorite customer. Oh my God, I would feel that so way, too. Weird. I'm telling you what. All right. So um, do you have to clean your grout lines differently than the tile? It, yes. Okay, and that, so it's important that. that you know what you're doing. And when you're cleaning, tile, there's three components of tile cleaning. There's heat, pressure, and suction. And the pressure is where you need the professional touch because you can get certain padding that can scratch things or you can tear up that grout and suddenly you don't have a grout mm-hmm. line back. So it depends. And, um, and that's, we come in and we just assess it. What type of tile is this? Is it linoleum? Is it ceramic? Is it porcelain? And we go from there. Okay. And we'll explain it to you as well, everything that we're using in terms of the machine and um, and how we scrub it. Is it a different machine for the grout lines than it is for the tile surface? Okay. Well, grout lines, a lot of grout, well, grout, there's a tool and it's like a really long, skinny brush and we put some stuff in it and the technicians will go like a chimney sweep. Okay. Gotcha. And then suck it all up sometimes. So that's fast and efficient. It is well, and they're really they're like uh, expensive. Well, they're in shape. Like these oh, guys, the guys. I mean, <laughs> you will feel like you need to get up and go to aerobics class when you watch my guys. They're just, I mean, they 
get in, get it done, tape everything off. They're in their little machine. Well, that's where you really respect the professionals in their I'm telling you. They know what they're doing and they do it fast and efficiently. So what if your grunt lines are thinned out or they're damaged or whatever? What, what, so how would you treat that? What would you do with that? Okay, so if the grunt lines need to be refilled or replaced, we're actually licensed to do it, but I don't like to do it because I only want to do the things that we are super good at. So I have a super great flooring company that if you need that type of repair that I recommend because I just want the most professional job possible. Does it have to be done before you do the cleaning? No, no. You want to do the cleaning first because you want to get all the dirt out. You do not want want to get it clean. And then when they come and repair that grout line, then they're going to seal it and they're going to do all the things that need to be done with that, right? Either them or us, but we'll be in like communication. We'll make sure it gets done. Yes, we'll make sure it gets done. That's The sealing is extremely important. So how long, give me a time frame on your cleaning process. Okay, so how how dirty is the floor? And how big? Right. How big and how dirty? Um, I will just let me just tell you a little bit about my husband. So when we were first getting started, uh, sometimes we would need cheap labor. So I would be on the job site with him, and we'd be doing these floors, and they would just look so beautiful to me, and it would be so perfect. And I would say, "Okay, we're done," and he'd be like, "No, we're going to do it again." <laughs> I'd be Whoa. like, "Why? It looks clean." He's like, it's, "So you want to talk about someone obsessed with getting it clean?" Uh, it's him. And over the years, he's gotten pretty good at judging how long it's going to take. Okay. Uh, we always block off initial eight hours, but with a kitchen, if it's just a kitchen and two bathrooms, it's usually going to be about three or four. But he will err on the side of doing it again because he's so obsessed with getting it perfect, which is why we've never received anything but a five-star review. Just That's saying. Nice. All right. So when someone calls Green Tree... Uh, steamers mm-hmm. to clean their top floor uh what's the give me a quick real quick overview of what that process is going to be okay so you're going to call and i'm going to ask you a couple of questions what type of tile is it and what's the square footage and i can give you a general idea of what you're looking at time wise and price wise however if you prefer to have an on-site estimate that is done no problem and i'll get that scheduled for you right away so you can either call me and do that or if you're a millennial generation z have it all set up on the website where you can do it yourself. Love it. All right, if folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Okay. Like I said, the website, you can chat with me there. It'll A little chat box will pop up. You can send me a message. It'll go directly to my phone. Or you can call 210-277-0424. And if you want to talk with me, I don't blame you. My name's Amanda. No, awesome. I'm just kidding. And your website address is? Greentreesteamers.com. Awesome. All right, well. Great show, everybody. That's going to do it for us this week. A quick reminder, check out our latest podcast or catch video versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at homebuyertalkradio.com. That's going to be it for us. Have a great week, and we'll see you on the next one.